0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Tony Martinetti about guiding our people to find clarity in their lives so they are energized, fully present, and unstoppable. Tony Martinetti, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. and thrilled to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have a nice conversation today. I'm uh, really excited for the topic. We're going to be exploring how to help people really find, their, unlock their full capacity and live their best, most full lives, guiding our people as leaders to help them find clarity in their lives so they're energized, they're fully present and they're unstoppable in the work that they do. I I think this is an awesome topic. It'll be a lot of fun to have a conversation. As we get started, I wanted to share Tony's bio with everybody. Tony is a trusted leadership advisor, entrepreneur, idea generator, and people connector. He brings together practical experience, formal training, and extreme curiosity to elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through change and unlock their true potential. He believes that when leaders unlock their potential and lead from a place of inspired purpose, they impact and inspire everyone around them. He has dedicated himself to helping people live inspired lives. Before becoming a leadership development advisor, he was a finance and strategy executive with experience working with some of the world's leading life sciences companies. Along his journey, he also managed small businesses and ran a financial consulting company. Tony is the host of the virtual campfire podcast and the author of the soon to be released climbing the right mountain navigating the journey to an inspired life what a wonderful background i'm i'm thrilled to have you anything else you would like to add for listeners before we really launch on it actually
1: just one small correction uh it's no longer soon to be released it's been released so we've got the book out into the world and uh, i'm thrilled about the impact it's had on people so thank you
0: and that is always exciting uh, when mm. you put a lot of heart and soul and hard work into those books. Uh, it's always fun to to see those released and to get out there and, and to have the impact, you know, that we we hope they have when we're writing them. Yeah. Well, very good. Um, anything else you would like to share by way of background before we really dive on in, define, define some terms and, and start to uh, unpack some of these ideas?
1: Yeah, I'm going to share one small thing that You know, I think what's interesting is that um, when I started my podcast, I I started to dig into people's past, their backstories, and I did through what's called flashpoints. And what I realized about myself is that there was a lot of things that I didn't really uh, own about my past. And one of them is that I was an artist that really stuffed that you know the artistic person deep down and went into the world of finance and into the world of you know, working in these companies, and then realize that uh, I got to own my whole self, um, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people, you know, when they start to get to that point where they're feeling like ah oh, something's missing, maybe it's time to really think about what are you holding back.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's great advice, and there are so many reasons why we kind of push down certain aspects of ourselves and focus mm-hmm. on other things. And and I, I don't want to speak for you, um, but I, I have a similar background. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I'm, I've never been like a great artistic person, um, but I've always really enjoyed art. I always did through school up through high school, mm-hmm. um, took a bunch of art classes, always loved it uh, so much. So, and I was, but I was always analytical. I was always good at math. And so I thought maybe I'd be like an architect and I would design things and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, but then pretty soon, you know, I, I ended up, shifting away from that. And, and I, and I thought, you know, finance, business, uh, I was an accounting major for a while, like all these things. And I, and, and I think about why, why did I focus on those things uh, and kind of suppress the artistic side? And I love music. I've always uh, been involved with music and uh, instruments and singing and and things like that. And why, why did I suppress that? Um, And it took me you know, several years of college and multiple changes of my major to finally kind of re uh, become comfortable with myself again, and to realize that no, I, I really need to to uh, tap into you know what my passions, what my purpose is, um, and 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 the reality is there's so many opportunities out there that it's not like I have to be just one thing. I can be lots of things, right? And and all, if I bring my whole self to the work that I do, I'm going to be more successful, not less successful. So that, you know, that was an important lesson I needed to learn. It took me a long time to figure that out. And I I suppose I still have to relearn it, you know, over and over again, even, you know, now that I'm, you know, 20 years into my career.
1: Absolutely. So it so resonates. And now I know that I'm I'm with a kindred soul in front of me. (laughs) So um, your story is the same as mine.
0: Yeah, well, so so let's, talk a little bit more about that clarity piece Then, what, what do you suggest, you know, as we're, as there, I suppose we could approach this from a lot of different directions. I mean, one is just the personal. So I'm just thinking about myself, my life, my family, you know, um, kind of outside of the workplace realm. We can talk about it. Um, but also, you know, as a leader, one of the things that I need to do is to be a successful leader is to inspire my people to help them recognize and then tap into their full potential, and ultimately, that's going to be what helps them have success, the team have success, me as a leader have success, and the organization to have success. Um, so how do we start, you know, helping people to, to have that clarity?
1: Yeah, I and mean, it's such a great question. And I think ultimately, clarity comes from this, this desire and this um, this practice of really wanting to understand yourself better, bringing awareness to who you are and what you want to create in the world. Um, I often talk about having honest conversations and the first honest conversation you should be having is with yourself. (laughs) And that conversation should really delve into the space of what is my contribution that I want to create? What is the thing that I want to bring to life? Um, When I'm very clear about what I'm bringing um, for myself, then I can start to bring that out of myself and into the world, which means the people around me, the, you know, the team, my, you know, how can I lead others, but don't clearly know how I'm leading myself. Um, And I think oftentimes leaders start to lose sight of themselves in service of others. And that's because we all, we have this, this mindset of servant leadership and that's great because servant leadership is an important thing to do, but you can't lose sight of yourself um, because you're the person who has to be there to support others as well along that journey. And uh, when I say support, it's about inspiring. It's about connecting them to the big picture, ensuring that they're feeling that the energy um, to move forward. So that's where the clarity comes from. It's really understanding where you are and what you need To continue on that journey, Um, and it starts with having those conversations, bringing that awareness, um, and ensuring that you're not just doing it once. It's a it's a it's a journey, not a destination.
0: Yeah, it really is a journey. We have to revisit it. Yeah, not daily, at least frequently. Like we need to just make it part of our regular practice to be mindful and to be present and to be self-reflective and, and introspective. Uh, and you're right, like we need to focus on ourselves. And I know that that seems like perhaps at odds with this whole idea of focusing on the needs of your people, uh, being a servant leader. Um, but it's, it's it's just like the, the old metaphor, you can't draw from an empty well, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on an airplane, you have to put on your Uh, your oxygen mask first so you can help other people like you you can't you just can't be your best self for others around you unless you first start with taking care of yourself and practicing self-care so that's not selfish and I have to admit like that's something I struggle with that's uh, that's something that's something I've struggled with my whole life you know I have I have a family that relies on me I have a large family I have a lot of children Um, I at work I I And responsible for a lot of people. Like I, I feel this, this need, this draw to like set myself aside, my needs aside and to just focus on other people's needs. The problem is that's not sustainable. Um, If, if you're not focusing on your needs first and making sure you're healthy and where you need to be, you're, you're really, you're, you're going to run out of energy very quickly and you're not going to be able to be your best self and, and a good leader for the people around you. So having that clarity, individually. Uh, again, it's not nothing you said was rocket science, but it, it is uh, stuff that we just need to be mindful about and practice continually. Yeah. Uh, and if we kind of get into the habit of just doing that, it be, you know, it may be a little uncomfortable at first. Um, it may be, you know, seem a little bit too mechanical, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to really feel comfortable. Um, but if you just keep doing it and really get practice it and get into a groove with it, it'll feel more natural. And, and ultimately, it'll just become a part of your day-to-day and, and what you do and what it means to be a successful leader and to be successful in your life.
1: Yeah, I want to take it one step further, which is to say, like, there's one way to get started that really can put you on the path to making this work for you. And I I work with my clients around this thing that's called the weekly spark. And the weekly spark is just having um, once a week, usually on a Sunday, I will have people you know, put aside an hour for themselves to just sit down and do a look back, a look forward, and then a, a what now. Um, and in that period, it's really kind of, because I because I came from the finance world, I, I do have this this propensity to be very organized and, you know, this ability to think about planning, because um, planning is everything, but the plans are irrelevant. <laughs> um but you really have to sit down and think about, okay, what did I learn last week? What are the things about last week that I'm taking away the lessons? And then the, as I look to next week, this is the one that will be interesting. What have I planned for next week? That is a related to my self-care. Have I planned some time for me to be, you know, taking care of myself. B what am I excited about next week? If I'm not excited about something next week, work related, personal related, then maybe it's time for me to to rethink the plan for next week Um, because you should have something that you look forward to. If you're not, then you're starting to get into this rut or a pattern that's not going to sustain you long-term. Not everything's going to be exciting. Not everything's going to be great. But ultimately, you should have something that you plan in your calendar that fills you up, that feels exciting. And then the and, and
0: really and really there should there should be something yeah. con- consistently, uh, if not daily, close to daily, <laughs> where yeah. where you really do just feel that excitement, that drive. And that's not to say like we all have parts of our days that we dread. We all have um, you know parts of our work that we hate. Uh, I, I think that's just the par- part of the deal. Like there, you know, we don't get to do what we love all the time, uh, but we we can find ways to to build in aspects of meaning and purpose and fulfillment into our work, even if we're kind of in the middle of a long, hard slog and some drudgery, we can still build in some good stuff in there.
1: Yeah, there's always a way to reprogram that and just think, okay, well, even though this is happening, I can find uh, um, some way to insert that change, you know, a little glimmer of hope in the middle of this darkness, let's call it. Um, I'm making it sound so dire, but you know, there's sometimes people's situations get really dire. So yeah, um, it's important to to keep that in mind. Um, But I think it's, it's a great practice. And then there's this element of, you know now knowing where I am right now, what actions can I take to move me forward? Because, you know, just the planning part is great, but you have to make sure that you're actually committing to doing something that will move you forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and that comes back to that energy piece, the the being present, um, being mindful, being present in the moment. Um, maybe can you talk a little bit more about that, like how we how we can kind of deprogram perhaps what we've learned in adulthood to just go 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 to constantly be doing 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 and turning out stuff. Um, that's that's really the name of the game, and we we I think a lot of us have been tricked to think that the mark of success is, is busyness and that we just fill our day. So how do we kind of deprogram that? How do we get back to just being present in the moment, being mindful, um, which will inevitably help to unlock more energy and help us to feel that, that meaning, that purpose, that passion, that fulfillment. and explore those ordinary everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny you mentioned this because it's exactly the thing that I I dealt for, for so many years through my professional life, I started to see myself as being addicted to doing to the point where it was, you know, if I had a moment of downtime, I felt like guilty. I felt like a sense of, God, this isn't feel right. Um, gosh, that, that that's not right. I mean, we can't get to that place where, you know, your, your go, go, go attitude starts to become the norm. And you cannot feel that sense of just doing nothing is, you know, it's, un, it's abnormal. Um, so in this, this day and age, what I found now that I've kind of started to work the past few years, um, to reprogram myself and to work with others to see how their patterns are not serving them has really kind of got them to think about how they can reprogram their code. I call it the B code, be centered, be, um, uh, sorry, I'm completely spacing for a moment there. <laughs> be open, be detached, and be uh, engaged. And so there is this element of getting that code in, um, put into your system to see that it's the being and in being able to be centered in this moment and right now present and know that, you know, even in the midst of all the craziness, you can take a step back, pause, and create something that will allow you to, to put some distance between what's happening and what, what's happening inside. And I think, you know, as we run off to meetings, and oftentimes, you know, we're scheduling meetings back to back, we have to make sure we put at least a few moments to take a breath and, you know, center ourselves before that time where we go to the next meeting, because otherwise, you don't even have your mind straight to go into the next meeting.
0: Yeah, I, I had a day last week where it's just the way the day shaped up and I should have been more um I, I should have been more uh hands-on with my schedule to make sure this didn't happen. But I, I ended up being like an eight in the morning until like eight at night. Yeah. Back to back, like literally all day. Uh I, I had like a, a few times where I could like take two minutes to run to the bathroom, and that was about it. And And it was it was nuts. And these weren't like, you know, sometimes you're in meetings where you can just you're on you're on a Teams or a Zoom meeting and you can just turn off your camera and mute yourself and you can just kind of be there but not really participate. Like, that's not what it was. It was like all these meetings where I was heavily engaged and man, I was exhausted by the end of the day. And I and I just thought that was not effective. Um, I I didn't Mm -hmm. I didn't give myself time to process uh, stuff. I didn't give myself time to prepare for the next meeting, like even 10 minutes. Uh, in between can make a big, big difference, and and so what what I ended up doing instead was just going from thing to thing to thing to thing, to thing um, because I had those obligations, um, but probably not being fully present in any of them because I'm trying to think about the next meeting and and probably not really contributing in the way that I could have um, yeah. because because I didn't manage my schedule you know the right way so you know, I, again, I, I understand that the tendency to try to just be busy and to try to fill our days up and do lots of good things. And there's, there's a never ending, um, supply of good things to do. So we have to, we have to prioritize. We have to focus on what's most important. That may mean sometimes you have to turn down a meeting, um, or reschedule or, or whatever. And, and I get it that that can be hard. I just last week, I totally blew it. Like I, I should have done that. I didn't do it. I should have you know, rescheduled a couple meetings at least. And, and I didn't do it. And, and, uh, but, you know, I can take the time to reflect on that, to recognize it and to realize, you know, I really, I'm, I'm not, hopefully I won't do that again anytime soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what you're bringing, bring up is right here. This is the element of like being in your full potential, being, being in your full self. You can't be your full self if you're running on fumes as you go from, from meeting to meeting to meeting. And I know that you and I are not alone in this in this endeavor. There's probably millions and billions of people out there who are feeling the same way. Um, but yet we do it to ourselves because there's this, this desire to continue to move things forward, the excitement about what is next and the you know continuing to stay in the, the game. But the realization that slowing down allows us to be more powerful, to be more intentional, and to be able to create more in the long run, because it sustains us for the long run. Um, It's the marathon, not the sprint.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and and that's interesting, because there's like this tension between, you know, in the introduction, I talked about, you know, how the clarity can can help us live lives of energy, being fully present. And I said, unstoppable. So on the one hand, we're talking about being unstoppable, but we're also saying like, you can't keep going indefinitely. (laughs) Like you have to, you know, so, so how do we, how do we um, deal with that tension and recognize like on the one hand, yeah, we're we're, the whole goal of all of this is for us to, to live our potential um, both in our personal lives, our our relationships at work. um, But ultimately, You know, we want to drive success and success means hard work. So, so how do we do strike that balance? I
1: love, I love you bring this up because this is, it's like, it's paradoxical. But when I've had this question asked me a couple of times, because people think like unstoppable, that sounds like, well, we should be stopping, but yeah, unstoppable, but not in the, you know, in our ambitions and our ability to create what we want. I want people to be able to have their voices heard. I want them to feel as though anything that's inside of them gets done but not at the expense of not pausing along the way and checking in with themselves and saying, is this the best use of my time right now? Because if I don't stop and pause and create the moment of pause right now, I won't be able to be unstoppable in the long run. Um, yeah, want- so it's,
0: it's about sustainability, right? Yes. Being, being unstoppable in the sense that we're not, gonna, <clears throat> we're not going to allow ourselves to completely deplete our battery. Um, it's like, I drive an electric car. So, um, you know, the, the, the range issue, you know, it's getting better, but the reality is, um, you know, I have to be very mindful of the battery level in my car. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not, and I don't like take time to stop and to plug it in and to recharge, I'm going to end up stuck on the side of the road. Like it literally will stop going. Um, but if I, if I take those pauses, if I take those moments, if I, um, actually plug in the car. It, it can go indefinitely, like it can keep going. Yeah. It, um, and, and then I can also enjoy the journey a little bit more because I'm stopping to pause and I can take some time. So, you know, I, I think there's some some lessons there and it's all about sustainability, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think this also comes back to, you know, as a leader, not only is this important for me, for my long-term like physical mental health uh, and my ability to be successful as a leader, but I have to model for my people, what this looks like, if I yes. want if I want them to be people of clarity, um, where they can tap into their meaning, their purpose, they can have fulfilling work and lives, it, they can have the energy they need, they can be present and and ultimately drive long term sustainable success. If, if I want them to do that, then I, I have to model it. I have to, exactly. I, and I can't I can't just say it. I can't just say, you know, it's important to take a break. We know, for example, in the U.S. that um, you know you compare the U S to any other um, similar country and we have the lowest amount of paid vacation time that, and then people don't even take the time that they have. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can, you compare us with say many European countries, you know, we, we we don't like unplug. We don't step away. We don't take time to recharge Mm -hmm. uh, and people don't feel, and and why don't people take their vacation days? It's because they feel like if they do, it's going to hurt them uh, that their boss, will not be pleased or it's going to like hurt them when they're going up for a promotion or whatever. And so I, as a, as a leader, I need to model for my people, you know, not emailing them in the middle of the night. I need to like, let them go on vacation, take days off, take uh, mental health days, whatever. And, and I have to not only say it's important, but then I have to do it myself and show them, show them that it's actually something that I believe in that I want them to do as well.
1: I love that. I mean, what, the word that comes to mind for me, and I think this is something that's that people often miss is that, you know, it's like capacity building is, is built in stretching yourself, but then bringing back your, but not going to the point where you're staying stretched It's about bringing it back and allowing yourself some flex and then coming back and then coming back in. And so when your team is like, let's say you have a deadline looming, and your team comes in and says, okay, we're going to move. We're going to make that deadline happen. You make it happen, but then you can't make that new capacity the, <laughs> the thing that happens all the time Yeah. because then what happens is the engine starts wearing down and you can't necessarily sustain at a new level all the time. You have to say, yeah, that was great. Now let's, let's slow it down a little bit. So that when when the time comes for that next peak to happen, we're able to make that happen because we build capacity, yeah. to be able to build those things into and
0: and in fact, there's a lot of research on like our attention span, how long we can like work like in in the mode, you know, in in, in a flow, like it, we're quite limited. Uh, even though we have like, we work these eight, 10, 12 plus hour days, yeah. the, the amount of actual productive time in those days that we're able to be yeah. creative and innovative and strategic, it's, it's pretty limited, like just really a couple hours where if we're mm-hmm. lucky, can we really engage in all that stuff? And so, um, you know, so we have to think about really what does our daily uh, the structure of our daily activities look like and, and there are, are things that take more are more mentally taxing and other things that are less and so we have to uh, build that out and make sure that it's it's something that is sustainable. And I couldn't help you know when you're when you're sharing that last thought I couldn't help but think of my dad when I was a kid, we would go out into the yard and he's like okay we're going to weed we're going to weed the yard. And he's like, this is how we're going to do it. And so he's, I'm going to model it. You know, that, that's good, right? Model it for us, show it. He was working right there with us. And, and for like one minute, he would go crazy, pulling weeds, like go like uh, so crazy. And then once he was done, he's like, see, that's not so hard. Look how much I got done in one minute. And then, and then he's like, okay, go. And then he'd come back 10 minutes later and it wasn't done. He's like, what's going on? Like, you know, you guys aren't working hard. And, you know, how often as a boss do we do the same thing? uh yeah. inadvertently like my dad was well intentioned uh you know he wasn't it, it was fine right but we we do that at, all the time um mm-hmm. we 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 think that we're modeling um good healthy sustainable behaviors but really all we're doing is setting our people up to burn out and to fail
1: yeah it's well said i think that's a, such a great insight um and the reminder that i that i often need is that we need to when you are delegating and thinking about how you show people how to do things you have to think all the way through to see how things really need to be um, thought through. Because otherwise, all you're doing
0: is you're just giving them half the story. Yep, absolutely. Well, Tony, it has just been a real pleasure. I know the time it has flown by. Mm. I need to get let you get back to your busy day. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your podcast, your book, uh, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Sure. And
1: so first of all, I just want to thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been fantastic. Um, the best place to find me is on my website, which is inspiredpurposecoach.com. And um, you can find my book, uh, Climbing the Right Mountain on Amazon. And you can also find it at the my website. You can find it there as well. And um, I'm also on all the social media channels, LinkedIn, and what have you. And I'd be thrilled to have a conversation with people if they'd like to have a, a talk to find out more about my work. And I would like to leave people with this one thought, which is to say, if you're finding yourself you know, struggling with this lack of connection or a need to go and, and have um, deeper meaning in your life, have more conversations, reach out to people, have that deeper conversation that's missing in your life. Because right now we could all use a, a bit more connection um, that's more meaningful
0: in life. Yeah. Very well said. Thank you, Tony. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, to get connected, find out more about what Tony can do for you. Check out his podcast, check out his book, so many great things. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.